This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. We're here at the Humerian Health Podcast today, Dr. Sean Benzinger and myself, Amy Baker, and we are joined today by Bryant Johnson. He is the author of the RBG Workout, which I'm going to totally let him tell us what that stands for because <laughs> um, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so welcome, Brian, to our, our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I am humbled by the invitation, and I am just honored to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Well, we're excited. We're yeah. excited. Um, so RBG. Yeah, tell, tell Rock us. Rock and roll. We yeah, got to know. Tell us the secret. <laughs> RBG, believe it or not, stands for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And this is her workout, how she stays strong, and you can also. And basically, it, it is the actual workout that I take the Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is 84 years young. Mm -hmm. This is the workout that I take her through at least twice a week. That's fantastic. And because we have, it's not a visual show, we'll explain the fact that in the book it's illustrated. Like, it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, Lovely pictures and examples of this workout. But before we get too much into that, talk to us about how you happened to meet Justice Ginsburg curious about the history behind this. The history of it is that Justice Ginsburg worked at the United States District Court in the Court of Appeals. So wasn't I was never familiar with her. I also work at the United States District Court. I'm also a records manager there. Oh, well, one of yeah. my side hustles, mm-hmm. as I like to put it, is that I'm also a personal trainer. <laughs> I'm also, side hustle. Yeah. Got it. Like okay. it. And side hustle. My other side hustles, I'm also in military reserves. Wow. And, uh, You're working. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. My, 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 my grandmother said a mighty poor mole is a mole that only has one to hold, one hole to go into, so you got to always have options. <laughs> nice. So I have... <laughs> Many options, but as a personal trainer, I started working with a few of the judges there, and actually Judge Hogan, Thomas Hogan was actually my first sure. judge who I ever mm-hmm. trained. Okay. And after training him, I guess you know the saying "misery loves company." <laughs> well, I guess the misery, the misery that I was taking the judge through at the time, which was a good misery, he felt he had to share this with people. Share <laughs> his <laughs> misery. That's perfect. Absolutely, misery yeah. loves company. It's like, what's going on, Judge? Oh my. God, Brian had me do this, this, and this. And word started to spread. And I started training Judge Kessler, who was the judge who was really most directly the cause of me meeting Justice Ginsburg, because Justice Ginsburg had completed her uh, final bout of chemotherapy after going through colon cancer. Mm. And after that, and it states in the book that her husband literally looked at her and said, you look like someone who has just you know, came out of a concentration camp. He looked so thin, so emaciated, you know, and he really insisted on her to, you really need to do something to to get your strength back up. And Justice Ginsburg, she reached out to a couple of her colleagues at the district court and Judge Kessler, I was training Judge Kessler at the time, and Judge Kessler suggested that she reach out to me. I got a call from Justice Ginsburg's chambers, and at the time, I didn't really hear it correctly. I just heard Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. So there, at the time, there were two Ginsburgs at the district court <laughs> uh, before she got nominated to the Supreme Court. Wow. So I immediately contacted Ginsburg in the Court of Appeals and said, Judge, you, you looking for me? The response was, <laughs> no, no, that would be the other judge. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Isn't that funny? Well, I'm I'm sure that uh, Ruth was going. Hey, I'm just looking for this guy with all the side gigs. You know, the guy <laughs> that gives a lot of pain to people. <laughs> I but see, it was a mysterious pain because you got to realize I was working with Judge Kessler, mm-hmm. and Judge Kessler, you know, she wasn't trying to go through a whole bunch of pain. So <laughs> it's it's like you have to take them through pain that they don't realize it's really going to happen, and it's not really pain. It's just right. a weakness of sleep in your body. Oh, That's all that is. I've heard that before. <laughs> Good so you job. so you mentioned you were in the Army Reserve. What or, or you are in the Army? What do you? What do you do? What's your role there? And is that if you can share? Is, if, oh yeah, this. if it's not top secret, and yeah, then we can't do and top then is that how is that where you got interested in being physically fit, or kind of how did you how did you start the side hustle of being a trainer? Jumping out of airplanes and helicopters. For some reason, <laughs> Uncle Sam realized that he wanted to throw me out of a helicopter or throw me out of airplanes, <laughs> and I would hit the ground and bounce. And at that particular time. I was in a special forces unit, yeah. and I my thought was, well, if my body's going to bounce off the ground and, and do all of this, and also, you know, in uniform, you want to make sure that you kind of look the part, sure. and since I was going to be representing Americans, being one of the America's best, one of the right. finest, so right. I wanted to make sure that if I'm in uniform, I'm going to look the part, but also, I'm going to try to take care of my body. And then also, living in a country, growing up in a country, they have something called pretty good food, and my aunt makes this great pound cake. <laughs> my, thought was, my initial thought of working out was that so I can eat what I want, when I want. And that's sure. why it worked out so hard. Yep. So that kind of was the beginning stages of it. That's fantastic. Um, after, yeah. A, yeah. After working out, you know when you're in the gym doing certain things, Different people will come up to you and ask you different questions. And, you know, so I wanted to make sure that I was qualified to give them, even though I could tell them what I was doing, I wanted to make sure that I had the documentation to back up what I was telling. I wanted to make sure that I was giving them something that would help them. And that was either in the military or civilian world. So I just decided to get certified first through the military as a master fitness trainer, then um, through the civilian world through ACE. And so that qualified me as being a personal trainer. And then from that point on, it all really happened by word of mouth, which is, they say, your best advertisement. Well, <laughs> wonderful. Well, and also you put the time in to be prepared, to be an expert for um, uh, Judge Ginsburg to employ you. But I'm going to bet she probably didn't do your workout, did she? <laughs> she probably didn't jump out of a plane. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you got to jump out of a plane if I'm working with you, okay? That's that's the that's a layout. Well, I don't know. I might have influenced her at some point in time because there was an incident not too long, not too oh, long no. ago, but there was an incident where she was on the airplane and they had to evacuate the plane. And they had to go down the this, this chutes. And Justice Ginsburg did slide down that chute. She wow. didn't get hurt. Nice. But a couple of other people got hurt. And it's like, well, wait a minute. And, of course, I would always get calls if anything physical happens to the justice. So people say, did you hear that Justice Ginsburg had to slide down the parachute? I mean, slide down the emergency chute of the plane. She did get hurt. What do you think about that? Well, uh, I trained her, so I yeah. to be able to handle <laughs> of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, she she's probably fine. did a few front rolls in the side roll, and it was off, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just sure. got up how yeah. you like me now. Exactly. <laughs> well, so let's talk a little bit about Justice Ginsburg's daily workout with you. So a little bit about her routine, mm-hmm. kind of how— how long does she work out? Like, just kind of give us the lowdown on what that is. Our workout is pretty much uh, twice a week. Okay. And when I first started working with the justice, uh, she came to me. I, I went to her, talked to what she was looking at, looking for. And my thought process right away was bone density, 
got to get her stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. Functional, functional exercises, things that she can do. She's not trying to be a big bodybuilder. She's not trying to do all that. She just, she said, I need to get stronger. I have gone through chemotherapy. Okay, I know from doing research that chemotherapy will tear up and destroy the body. Chemotherapy's job is trying to kill that cancer, and in the process, it's going to damage the rest of the body, and it's going to figure out which one is going to survive first. And then my job was trying to rebuild her strength, rebuild her bones, get her stronger, get her, you know, more confident in her physical being. And I just looked at functional things, balance, uh, getting up, standing down. And that's how this workout really came about to be. Just basic exercises and formulating and starting off easy. I don't care what you can't do. It's all about what you can do. And I built on that. That's awesome. Very wise, very wise. I already, w- I already want to work basis. out. I'm yeah, like inspired. Yeah. You've got to go to D.C. and jump <laughs> out of a plane out. first. That's no. right. <laughs> That's cool. I'm sorry. You said the plank. Yeah, uh, yes. the plank. That's I was, right. I was I actually do the plank doing while a pl- jumping out of the plank. I was actually doing a plank right before this podcast That's started, right. just to Stretch like out. you That's know right. get the blood moving again. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so you um, obviously Justice Ginsburg came to you after she um, had her bout with cancer. Do you do you work with other cancer patients or folks that have some very serious illness? And kind right. of what's your philosophy on kind of how they should be addressing um, their physical recovery and health? from things like that. I have worked with a couple other people that have gone through certain things and my philosophy, and it's amazing that this whole process has come about because there was a lady who contacted me and they have an organization called the number two unstoppable. And what was great about it is that they are about trying to spread the importance of exercise and how it helps you to get through the treatment of chemotherapy, you're going through cancer, so they're all about telling you the importance of exercise. And we connected, and they asked me that very same question. It's like, what do you do with cancer patients? What is your thought of philosophy? Mm-hmm. And my philosophy is this. The body is made to move. Cancer is trying to destroy what the chemotherapy is trying to destroy the cancer, and the process is going to destroy the body, and whichever one wins is which one's going to be lasting. So my job is to try to rebuild the strength, rebuild the muscle. As you rebuild that muscle, that self-confidence comes back because what's getting destroyed through that chemotherapy? Your strength, your self-confidence, your, your, your personal self-worth. So I remember working with the justice, and I told her we're going to be doing push-ups. We started doing push-ups on the wall. Then we graduated to the knees. Then we did push-ups off the knees. All of a sudden, she was able to do push-ups off the knees. She didn't know she was doing them until I told her. (laughs) She lit lit up. When I said, Jessica, guess what? You just did push-ups off your knees. Her eyes lit up. That, to me, was part of her soul coming back because the muscle, the strength, the confidence was coming back. So I tell cancer treatments, cancer survivors, people going through it, that the body is made to move. You must do something. Do what you can. So as you start to get stronger, guess what? Your self-confidence comes back. That self-esteem comes back. And then you can continue to do it. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell them. That's a great insight of exactly what cancer does to take away your quality of life and, and to some extent, uh, your very being, because it's a very, very fearful process. Uh, you know, it's dangerous, it's, it's frightening, uh, and it takes away a lot of your capacity, not only to think, but physically do, and uh, that makes sense. What a, what a great analogy of you seeing your eyes open up and go, oh my gosh, I can, I can do this. That is, yeah. That's great. And you know what? That, that's a real personal trainer, one that gets it, one that understands 
um, what they're Thank looking you. for to encourage somebody because half the time when you're giving them the healthy pain that you are, <laughs> uh, you're trying to encourage them, and it makes all the sense in the world. But I, I, I don't – I've never seen uh, Judge Ginsburg on any Star Trek movie. Uh, so I don't I don't know where cyborg, cyborg comes from, so I have to know. Okay, cyborg. And the reason why I call her a cyborg. I'm sure she let's loved that. <laughs> let's, let's go back to the movie The Terminator. Okay. You've seen the Got movie it. or sure. have heard about the sure. Okay, that's a cyborg. It kept going. No ah. matter what it came up against, it's always it kept going. Right. This is Justice Ginsburg. The moment that we realized that this was taking place, this was happening. When your doctor tells you that, I don't know what you're doing, but your bone density has increased 5%. This was when she was in her 70s. Wow. And the doctor's like, I, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That's great. But it's increasing, so keep doing it. When she was able to finally do the push-ups off her knees and she lit up, it didn't take the justice long to realize that one plus one equals two. And we kept doing it. So when I say she's a cyborg because she shows up, when she is tired, she may have one hour of sleep or no sleep. My green, hey, Justice, how are you? That's my assessment. She'd be like, I had an hour of sleep. I had no sleep. Regardless, you still showed up because you realized the importance of exercise, right. mm-hmm. how exercise right. has improved her quality of life. Mm-hmm. So when I say cyborg, she shows up. She does what has to. She takes that time out. We are on her calendar. I'm on her calendar a month out at a time. We schedule it down because of the importance. Mm-hmm. She may have an hour of sleep. I'm, I'm showing up. I remember one time she had an injury, and she still wanted to work out. I'm like, Justice, she just hurt the rib. <laughs> and she was like, well, I don't feel anything right now, so we can still do it. And I And Chambers was like, she won't take no for an answer. And I was like... I literally went to Chambers, and I said, hi, Justice, how are you? <laughs> well, I had a little injury here and here, but I could still do something because I don't feel anything. I said, well, what did they give you? Oh, they gave me a little bit of morphine. I said, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I said you don't feel no pain. No, like, you well, feel nothing. No. Yeah, and I said, yeah, Justice, how about this? You know, I've been your trainer many years, and so my job, I am always here to help you to help yourself. And I am also here to protect you from yeah. your Exactly. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Just well, a little morphine. Exactly. And I, <laughs> and I was letting her know that the morphine will wear off and then what we're going to do is going to affect that area. So just give the body a chance to rest. It was a holiday weekend mm-hmm. and this was early in the weekend. So we'll pick up later on that week and we can continue and move slowly through that. And I say this because she also had about a pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's she tough. was diagnosed with that. And diagnosed with that, the justice was like, okay, when can I get back to training? Mm-hmm. That's when I think cyborg. She yeah. shows up, realizes the importance. And because she does that, it's my obligation to try to be present. I am present because she is present. Mm-hmm. She's a cyborg. She keeps going. No matter <laughs> what, keeps going. Yep, that's, that's good. Great. That's a great term for that. That great yeah. explanation makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> So you're you're selling shirts now, Super Diva and Body Justice. Yeah, I want to know about What's those. About? What's the story behind oh, that? Oh my God, the Super Diva shirt, <laughs> because that is one of the Justice's favorite shirt is a Super Diva, and so I was telling her about it. And so when we we actually there's a picture of me and her together in the book, and it's Super Diva. And so I was telling her about it, and she says, "Well, 
there's a reason why it's a super diva. She said the shirt was given to her by the Washington Opera Center. And she says, if you have a part in the opera, you're considered a supernumerary or something like that. <laughs> and if you are the woman in the part, female, the highest person in there, you're considered the diva. So hence, super diva. Nice. And I looked at her and she was trying to tell me this in a way of trying to convince me. She's like, so really, I was a super diva. And then I looked at her and I said, well, justice. <laughs> <laughs> and this is me escorting her back to chambers and she's explaining this to me like she's trying to convince me why she has a super diva shirt. And I think and I stopped and I said, Justice, I says, You are a super diva. I says, the influence that you have had on women throughout the years and now the influence that you have on not just young women, little kids, but you have this influence and what you fought for for women's rights. I said, You're still a super diva. And my definition of a super diva is that person who puts in that work, who grinds, right. who shows up. Woman or man, you, you do what you got to do. I, I, a woman who has to come in and work and grind, you may complain, you may cry about it, but guess what? You still show up. You still do the work. That's a super diva. You grind. You put in that work. Mm -hmm. So I decided to to trademark the shirt super diva and i put that on there and then on the back of it it has the rbg workout and that is that super diva that's fantastic excellent love it so love it sounds it. like yeah. you've been working with the justice for quite a while um it has and, and i think we all face this right as we age our workout patterns and things sometimes need to change whether due to illness or just just general age so i mean kind of what are your thoughts on how her workout has changed or how generally people's workouts change as they get up, you know, in years, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. How do you kind of, how do you approach that philosophically? What I do with all my clients, and this is everyone, I do the, the triple A's. I assess, adjust, and I adapt. Hmm. So when I see the justice, hey, justice, how you doing? That's my assessment. Whatever she says, I didn't have any sleep. Oh, I'm good. That's my assessment. From that, I will adjust the workout. Mm -hmm. And after going through the workout, I may have to adapt the workout according to how they're doing. And and I say I use it every time because when she got diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer, right. guess what? I had to do that same thing. I had to assess her, adjust her, adapt. So doing those injuries, certain exercises we couldn't do until she was able to get stronger. Mm -hmm. But with the justice in the beginning, and someone asked me, what has she done in the early years of your training that she can't do or you've had to adapt. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it and I literally told them, quote unquote, her workout has gotten harder. Hmm. I train her harder now Great. than I trained her when I first started. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it and I actually talked to the justice. justice you know, they asked me, they said, what's gotten easier? What is it that you couldn't do or you can't do? You used to do and all of that stuff. And I said, justice, you realize I train you harder now than I used to train her. And she, the justice doesn't really comment much. She analyzes everything that you say before she gives a response. And so I know when I said that, she really wasn't tracking what I was talking about. I said, Justice, you remember we used to do crunches? I said, you know, now I don't have you do crunches. I have you do planks. And I kind of lean on you and push you from side to side. And I have you do planks on the side and planks on this side. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, yeah. And then I said, you remember how you used to do leg presses where I have you lay on your back, you put your legs up in the air, and I would just kind of lean on your legs and let you leg press me? She's like, yeah, yeah. I said, well, 
I've migrated and changed that until you're doing one-legged squats, where you stick Ooh, one leg out, you kind nice. of grab my hand, yeah. you kind of stand up. Pistols. So it's kind of like a pistol squat, <laughs> yeah. a modified pistol squat, but mm-hmm. it's a one-legged squat. I said, you see how I modified those things, and you've gotten stronger? And then she's like, huh. <laughs> and and that was it. And so that's it. So Sneaky. as you keep doing, you just keep modifying the exercises. Someone asked me, does it ever get easier? Not if you're training with me. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, your trainer's always going to adjust and adapt that workout. So as you get stronger, guess what? We're going to start doing some other things. That's great. Well, so yeah. we've, we never have enough time on these podcasts to get to all of the questions we want to get to. But um, before we run out of time, tell us where people can find your book. You can go to any bookstore, but to make it even easier, you can go to the website, and it's www.rbgworkouts.com. Too easy. That's easy. I tried to to make it simple. The book is like that. It's a C book. Simple, easy, effective. And so that's why I try to make the website. Simple, easy, effective. Yeah. Well, and having having, uh, read through the book, I can definitely attest to it being simple and easy to understand. Good pictures. Well, actually, like... Very fun illustrations. Yeah, yeah. But Your yeah. picture with her in the back was beautiful. I was just showing Amy while you were talking about yeah, it's it. Very and, good. And the group and a great picture and what encouragement and and you can just see the the intertwining of your military training mm-hmm. and <laughs> and your personal trainer. I'm thinking so. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So hey. <laughs> We enjoyed this, Brian. It was fabulous. Great book. We hope that you sell a million and keep uh, keep uh, uh, Justice judge, Ginsburg he- yeah. ins- healthy, healthy, <laughs> and doing her job. We don't see any retirements going. We want to see her hanging on as long as she can. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to interview me, even requesting the interview. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank your listeners, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Okay, Sounds we certainly good. appreciate it. Have a good day. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Humarian Health. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 